0: The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay and the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? What's shaking, Red Nation? It is Jeremy Brenner here with another episode of the Dream Take, presented by the Dream Shake, home of all things Houston Rockets over on sbnation.com. Now, full transparency, I do need to issue an apology. This was not how we thought tonight's episode would be released. We did record live on on Spotify Green Room, our home for all things the Dream Take. And we were hosting a six-hour watch party with, uh, with Zeke Nwangaga of Rockets Lead and Brit Robotsista from Apollo Houston. Had a great time. And then we ended the night with a special episode of The Drink Take. Now, the rooming, the room recording that we got from that long recording only played about four and a half hours of the six hour feed. I'm sure it's a spacing issue. Maybe the it has to be released in two parts. It is super late in the morning. It's about two in the morning. And I don't believe I'm gonna get an answer from Spotify on that tonight. And I wanted to make sure the listeners had something from us tonight to be able to consume uh, big night in rockets history. So we did want uh, to give you guys an episode. It is a short episode. I'm hoping that I can reach out to Spotify in the morning or sometime tomorrow afternoon and hopefully get that, uh, that recording of the second half of our recording from our great six hour long watch party and I'm hoping that I can eventually release that to you guys because it was a great conversation. We had Don Knock from Apollo join us. We had Keegan Smith from the Rockets League join us. We had some of our fans chime in as well. And I am super grateful for all of them for participating. So I definitely want to get that that conversation that we had. It was about 45, 50 minutes of real good talk about these Four awesome players that became Houston Rockets tonight. Really, really excited about all four of the guys coming to the H to be part of this new era of Rockets basketball. Obviously, we've been talking about Jalen Green for a lot. I'm going to briefly just touch on each guy that they got tonight and we will send this out and hopefully we can get that conversation you guys again major apologies and sorry to everyone that listened to us live on Spotify room again another thank you to those who supported us live tonight and man um but wild a wild wild night in Rockets basketball so I definitely want to start at the top with Jalen Green um now We've kind of expected this. This didn't really come as a surprise, obviously, with uh, Cade Cunningham, maybe not 100% the number one pick from Detroit up until about uh, 2 o'clock this afternoon. And, you know, Jalen Green is a rocket. Officially, It's official, guys. We don't need to uh, play the 1% what-ifs. We don't need to play all the, you know, stupid, you know, what-if scenarios because Jalen Green is a rocket. It is official. He put on that rocket's hat. And Jalen Green's a Houston Rocket. I can't believe I'm finally able to say that sentence. It's Something I've been hoping that I've been able to say for a couple weeks now. I'm really excited to get Jalen Green. You know, Rafael Stone did talk about him in his podcast about how just his love of the game really set him apart from other guys. They did offer a uh, a promise to Jalen Green before the draft, obviously seen with uh, him eating Landry's chicken tenders in a private jet. Uh, that if that doesn't scream Tillman Fertitta, I don't know what does, except for maybe people who think he's a little bit too cheap. But to be honest, Tillman Fertitta did not uh, come out, come across very cheap tonight. You know, very rarely does a team is a team able to draft multiple first-round picks because it's guaranteed money for all guys in the first round, and the Rockets had three of those coming tonight. And they left with four of them. Now, I I tried looking this up. I couldn't find any uh, details. But I at least in the 30-team era, I cannot recall a team that had four first-round picks all come to one team. Like, usually they trade one or something like that. But very rarely do you get four of the first 24 picks. And the Rockets got real solid talent at each pick tonight. Obviously, with Jalen Green... He's a guy that's going to start from day one. Really looking forward to seeing what he can do. And if you want to listen to any of our Jalen Green dialogue, just uh, tune into some of our previous uh, episodes of the Dream Take. We definitely exhaust that. And obviously, we're going to continue talking about him more as the season, you know, begins with Summer League coming up in about a week and with just the excitement of the season. Jalen Green's the best player on the Rockets right now. No questions asked. And he is going to walk in. As the guy from day one, I know it's, I know John Wall's there, I know Kevin Porter's there, Christian Wood, but let's be real, this has the potential to be Jalen Green's team for a very long time. And I'm super excited that we get to watch this journey from start to finish, hopefully ending in a Rockets title. Now, the Rockets came into this draft with two twenty three, twenty four, 24, but right in the middle there, they made a big move and they traded up to 16. And I'll tell a little bit story about where I was uh, as I was watching this happen. So I was getting dinner. I was I was getting some food for myself and I needed to be able to watch the draft. So I kept it on on our Spotify Green Room conversation and I was just reading tweets as they came. That's how you watch the draft now, guys, because Twitter freaking spoils everything, man. But it was super fun to be able to talk to uh, just Rockets Twitter and just people that are just as passionate about the Rockets as I am. It's a, it's honestly a gift, but I mean, going into this, I was like, okay, Oklahoma City's trading this pick. Didn't surprise me. Cause I was like, oh, they have three first round picks. They definitely are keeping all three of them. And lo and behold, the Rockets are the ones that came in and I'm thinking, okay, they probably traded 23 or 24 and moved up. No, 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 no. That's not what happened at all. They traded, uh, the the two protected picks each from the each from trades they made last year. The trade the trade was those two firsts, one from Detroit that came in the Isaiah Stewart draft day trade a year ago, and then one from Washington from the Westbrook wall swap. And obviously also Russell Westbrook. I mean, that dude was as just was a revolving door, just like it was in Houston with Washington going to the Lakers, man. We'll definitely be talking about that sooner rather than later, but that's not what we're here for tonight. We're here to talk about the Houston Rockets, at least those that are still currently on the roster as of tonight, because Alper and Sengun ended up being the next Rocket on the board, and I was super excited because I definitely thought Sengun was going to go before 16. The Kings at 9 made a lot of sense, the Spurs at 12, and they took guys that I considered to be reaches. I was like, oh, that's... Davion Mitchell at 9 is pretty high, same with Josh Primo at 12, but they took those guys for a reason, and I'm sure that they'll have all of the ability to become as great of a player as they possibly can. That being said, I was really excited to see Shangun still on the board, and I was thinking, wow, like, I, I really was speechless. I was like, this is who they got. It's a great pick, and that's the thing with tonight. Like, I feel like there's a lot of people that might have wanted different people tonight. Maybe you're like, oh, well, we could have gotten Kai Jones. We could have gotten uh, you know, maybe Jaden Springer. We could have gotten uh, you know, anybody. Sharif Cooper, who was the biggest faller tonight, could not believe he went all the way to 45. He should be at least in the top 25. Like, that's where I assumed he would go. I assumed he would go around to the Rockets uh pick at 24, but they ended up with Josh Christopher josh christopher instead a little bit more on him in just a few minutes but talking about shangun i really like his ability to move up and down the court for a guy to be six foot ten and be able to do that it's insane i think i saw a tweet earlier on rocket's twitter i do want to find it uh because i thought it was very clever uh how it came about um and and it's a perfect tie to rocket's uh, Rockets Twitter. This is definitely a, uh, a reference you might understand, and I actually really do like this, and the, the tweets from Thomas Finoglio, I'm not sure if you're listening, Thomas, if you are, uh, thank you for this, this is a very good explanation of this, in my opinion, and, uh, shout out to you on Twitter for coming up with this. Alperin Sangoon is what happens when Luis Scola and Donatus Moda Yunus have a baby. I mean that's that's a pretty accurate uh, description, at least from the ver- the the little film that I've been able to see. He's Scola in the fact that he is someone that can be shifty in the paint. That's hopefully where Shengun can be. The team really doesn't have much of a post presence other than Christian Wood at this point, and maybe KJ Martin when he is playing bigger than his you know six foot. Five six foot six frame. I mean, he is not like huge either. He just plays a lot bigger than his size. But this guy Shang-Goon he plays like six ten, and he plays like he's seven two. And that's the hope for for Shang-Goon He's he's crafty. He's shifty. He can move in through the lane. He ideally like you would want him to be like a guy that is similar size that is kind of shifty and movie um, like a Giannis or. Even though Christian Wood, like there is some Christian Wood in his game, I think at least from the way he is able to maneuver his body, I think Christian Wood has similar similar assets to that, similar attributes, I should say. But I think Shengun has the ability to be a really good player in this league. He he might need a little bit of seasoning, but he's eight, he's 19 years old, just turned 19, and he won the Turkish League MVP. That is an incredible accomplishment. At such a young age. That's who they're getting from the jump. Now, there's obviously a lot more room to grow, NBA is a very different game, but at the end of the day, talent is talent. And I love the fact that the where the European talent is, they are the ones that are rising to the the cream of the crop. The last three MVPs have been uh, have been European. Chances are Luca has a great chance to be the next MVP. So Europe is the future of basketball, and they went there at 16 with Shangun, they went there at 23 with Usman Garuba out of Spain, and I was really excited about this pick. I do think Usman Garuba, if you had to like list like a defensive first team from this draft, he would be the unanimous number one. I really do believe Garuba is considered to be one of the best defenders in this draft. And he is playing right now with Team Spain in Japan. He's only 19 as well. And he is a defensive stalwart. He's playing with a lot of ex-NBA guys. And there's a chance he might not play Summer League just because of the schedule with the Olympics and Summer League kind of coinciding. He's probably not going to be able to join the Rockets until during Summer League. So maybe he'll join them and just not play or, or something along that. But, you know, Garuba is a guy that can be a really good defender. He could be the starting four, I'd say, within a year or two if the defense and the offense can kind of get a little bit closer to where they are. I think defensively he is probably as good as you can get, and considering the Rockets were not very good defensively last year, especially in the paint, really helps here. Garuba will have a chance to play this season. I really do believe he's going to get minutes. I'm really excited for what he can bring to the table. And then Josh Christopher, the the very next pick, 24th overall, he's got a lot of friendships already within the Rockets. He is friends with KJ Martin, he's friends with Kevin Porter Jr., and he is not just friends, but an ex-teammate of Jalen Green. And that is insane. They played AAU together, Josh Christopher was the 11th highest prospect In the high school class of 2020, Jalen Green being number one, that's who they're getting. Those raw high schoolers straight out of almost high school, a year removed from high school. That's who the Rockets are getting right now. It's insane. It's absolutely insane that uh, we have this infusion of young talent. We're so not used to it. And it's a very different way to watch the Rockets, but it's really, really, really exciting. I'm super, super excited about Josh Christopher. And the only issue I have with him, though, is he it's not that he's not talented because he definitely is. If you want to look at Josh Christopher tape, his best work, go to the NBA Combine on YouTube, like search up Josh Christopher NBA Combine. You will see a guy that. Okay, I see why he was a top 11 high school guy. He's insanely good. And he is a point guard that can rebound. And that's something that's so important. The Rockets were horrendous at rebounding last season. They need they need rebounding efforts from everybody. And getting a guard that cares about rebounding as much as, as Christopher does and how important it is to his game is definitely a need that the Rockets checked off. My only issue, though, is it's going to be very difficult for Josh Christopher to see playing time. And he is going to struggle to get minutes because the point guard log jam that exists within the team right now is just, it's hard to break. Josh Christopher comes in and he's the third or fourth point guard right off the bat. He's got Wall ahead of him. He's got Kevin Porter ahead of him. He's got DJ Augustine ahead of him. That means that he's going to be the fourth point guard. And that's hard to, uh, that's hard to break in the first year of your career. And the thing is, John, and what I realized if you're looking after the, at this, is like John Wall is creating more lineup issues than I had originally anticipated. And maybe that's because I didn't expect the Rockets to get four first round picks. I thought maybe two, three, like very slim chance. I never would have imagined that they would have taken four first round picks. Those guys are all NBA talents. You have to be able to give them a go. Otherwise, they're, they're, their window is going to expire as an NBA player. And that's really not what you want to see, especially, you know, you make so many investments, especially high investments. The hardest part about that is being able to cash in on all these super high investments because of the amount of volume that you have. It's hard usually when you invest in something like, that's your primary focus. Uh, like, when you're starting a business and you're trying to bring up its value, you want to give it as much attention as possible. You can only play five guys at a time. And there's other young guys on the team, Jay Sean Tate, K- KJ Martin, KPJ, that already have warranted a decent amount of their um, investment as players, as, you know, puzzle pieces to this eventual championship puzzle, which I do think the Rockets are a lot closer to tonight than they were before tonight. Let's, let's get that straight. If we take anything away from this, know that the Rockets had a good draft tonight. That's all that I got to say from that, but it's going to be difficult for Josh Christopher to get minutes. It's going to be difficult for all three of them to get minutes, all the three late guys, not Jalen green, who should start day one, but you have to be able to invest and give it time and give it you know attention and I worry that Josh Christopher won't get that and at the NBA level now he might get that at the G League level I expect him to be a huge part of their summer league team I'm looking forward to seeing that but I do worry that John Wall and DJ Augustine are blocking Josh Christopher's career in a way it's disappointing But I will say this, like with John Wall, he does create a lot more lineup problems now that the Rockets have a much more balanced team of rookies. So you take John Wall out of the equation, right? That moves KPJ to the one, it moves Jalen to the two, and then you are able to move Tate to the three, and then you can play KJ, Garuba, Shangoon, along with Christian Wood, or you can play a uh, shangoon with kj martin and they can the good thing about shangoon is that he can be a 4 or a 5 i get that i think i think he could coexist with christian wood the good thing about european players is they are positionless basketball players which is where the nba is going so that is that's who i expect um, to get those minutes i think quicker because shangoon can play multiple positions Uh, you know, Garuba, same thing, Jalen Green as well. Can't really say that about Josh Christopher. I worry that the guard rotation is simply just too crowded. Taking John Wall out of that opens up a lot more playing time for everyone that needs it. You're assuming John Wall's going to play a normal night, probably like 32-ish minutes, 25 to 32 minutes. And those 25 to 32 minutes could be, much better you know it could be much better used across other other guys that are going to be that are going to mean something to your franchise when you're good again not john wall and it's becoming an anchor already now it will become only more of an anchor once the season begins and you realize you know firsthand how much of an issue you have with john wall being there to you know, to the playing time of other people. Now, John Wall can provide um, off-the-court opportunities as well for the team to grow, and that's super important as well. So I'm not saying trade John Wall, but also it's it's difficult. It's, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like these NBA players, you know, you can spend 24-7 growing off the court, or at least 24-slash-however-long-you're-on-the-court. You can grow off the court. But you only have limited opportunity to grow on the court, which at the end of the day is more important to winning a championship possibly than, you know, what you grow and do off the court. Now, it's important. You do need to build a championship mindset, but so much of that is built on the court. You can have the team of the 12 best men in the league just as people. But if they can't hoop. You ain't winning the title, so you need reps, and John Wall is going to soak up reps for other people that, you know, could really benefit from it and help them grow into this championship team as soon as possible. So it's unfortunate. You know, right now the pros outweigh the cons to keeping John Wall, but it's getting to a point where we need to consider if the cons outweigh the pros. And with that, I think this is a good place to park the rocket ship for tonight. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. Be sure to follow The Dream Take on Twitter at The Dream Take, And you can follow us on Twitter, too, at DreamShakeSBN. You can follow me on Twitter, if you'd like, at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. You can head over to TheDreamShake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets, on SBNation.com to check out all of our draft coverage. We've got Cody. uh, We've got Cody on draft coverage tonight. Christian as well. Thank you guys so much for doing and giving the Red Nation a platform to consume and to discuss and to celebrate. That's what's super important about uh, podcasts like this for me. Is it helps unite people. So uh, it's a great night tonight when everyone's united on the same page. Uh, Dreams are coming true. It's a great night for basketball and a great night for Red Nation. Loved. The way this draft went and this is rock bottom I think we talked a little bit about last season about when is rock bottom rock bottom is behind us y'all we are treading forward and it's super exciting time to be a Rockets fan I'm so thrilled and appreciative that I'm able to talk about that to you a stranger possibly probably but it makes me feel a little bit better that This makes us less of strangers. So again, thank you guys so much for tuning in this episode. And until next time, go Rockets. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com.